Hello, everyone. I am Brandon K. Hedgepeth, lifelong learner, communicator, and of course, your friend. And I'm so glad to be here with you all for episode 13 of the Tansen Talk Show. This has been such a pleasure going through the show over these past 12 episodes, and I can't wait to get on to the next set of episodes. But without further ado, please give a warm welcome to my guest for today, Z Cherry. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here um, attending your show today. Yeah, it's such an honor to have you here. And so, first of all, how is your day going? Well, it's a typical day for Z, um, but I will say nonetheless, blessed and highly favored. So, yeah. How about yourself? I'm doing well. It's been a great day so far, and I'm just so excited for this interview. It's a long time coming. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And we're here. We made it. Absolutely. And so before we get started, are you able to provide us a brief introduction of yourself before we go ahead and get started with this conversation? Okay. So, um, hmm. I guess I can tell you... Um, that I am a alumni student of Virginia Peninsula Community College, which I know you may know. Um, I served on many different boards and programs and organizations with the school. And I recently graduated this past spring of 22. And I'm here at ODU. Go Monarchs. So, yeah. Well, well, awesome. Well, first of all, late congratulations on your May 2022 graduation from Virginia Peninsula Community College. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. And welcome to the Monarch Nation. Thanks. I probably should get a Monarch shirt or something with audio on it because I'm going to always be a gator. And when I tell you I have tons of gator attire, it's not going anywhere. I'm going to keep wearing it. But I need something Monarch. I figure out what I should get. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, I'm so glad to hear it. And so I know that, yeah, so I know that you started your time at Virginia Peninsula Community College in 2020, I believe, right before the COVID-19 pandemic changed everything and shifted you all online. And so, and so I'm sure that was quite interesting, but how was it for you getting involved on campus? How was it for me getting involved? I would say it was relaxed. Um, And when I say relaxed, I mean, even though we were not in person, we were still active online and it was thriving online. So it it made it fun. You saved a lot of gas money Um, and travel time, of course, because all you had to do was, you know, flip open your Zoom and you were there at the event that you were gonna attend. And we got a chance to meet a lot of different people, um, you know, where we met each other on online. So by the time we were in person, it was just coming to the realization of, you know, oh, this person is taller or shorter than me, or, you know, likes to wear khakis or, you know, just different things that you can actually put together. Whereas online, we were just that, we were online. Only thing you can see is from top to, you know, whatever you can see, and that's it. But I will say it was it was cool. That is great to hear that, you know, that with your adjustment period time, I suppose that I guess it, it would have taken a little bit for you all to get adjusted from going from all virtual to 
yet having a physical campus presence again. Yeah. I mean, for me, when I got to Thomas, well, now Virginia Peninsula Community College, when I got there, we were in COVID. Like we were in, like we were, it was like the beginning of it. So everything for me was online. And I was blessed to have, you know, got the support that I did starting out as someone who'd never been to college before. So I got help from the operator. She uh, walked me through everything. I mean, even to picking out my classes, I didn't know anything, you know, and she helped. Well, I'm so glad that was able to, you know, be helpful for you. And so when you were first entering, I guess, the college experience for the first time, how was it for you, especially within the circumstances and how important was it for you to get involved? Hmm. So to get involved, it was important because everything as far as going outside and meeting, there wasn't much of that. Um, and if I was outside, it was very little, um, you know, wasn't doing too much because we didn't know what could happen. Uh, you don't want to take any chances. Um, so I would say like, to me, it was important because this is the way I had to communicate. And I'm a communicating person. Like I like to talk to people and interact. So for me, it was very important because who are the people at my school? Who else is there? There's a community college. So I do expect the community of people, you know, we're all going through similar things, right? Number one, being stuck in the house and in the house stuck. So uh, to learn from one another and to be able to socialize for me, it was important. Well, I'm so glad that you emphasize that, especially the community part of, yeah, of community college. I mean, it plays such an important role within both the atmosphere and the culture there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you were able to feel that even though we were online. So that's what made it for me. It was like, it wasn't hard. It was, you know, challenging because it was different because I, I like to be in person, um, but it was still fun. You know, I mean, I never attended so many things on Zoom before. <laughs> I mean, we even attended a party on Zoom. You're like, how do you do that? Um, but we did. And we made the best of what we had. And with the staff and faculty, they made it fun to come to these different things that they were throwing. Um, two that I can, you know, well, three I can remember offhand at any given moment would be Miss Khadija, Miss Alicia, and then Dr. Brandon, like they had these different events and different things going on. And they were like, hey, come out to that. And I would say like programs that I was in, like TRIO, we always met up. So for us, it was normal to meet up online and do different things together. Um, so we would meet online and it made it fun. I don't know. It just did. It was like, okay, you know what? Five o'clock, we logging on. Okay, set my reminder. Five o'clock. I was there. I was waiting. You know, I was excited and it was fun. So, yeah, that was the community part of it. Like if we had uh, different questions or anything that we wanted to know or different new information, it came out on Zoom. It came out in email. So that was the way for us. That was the new outside being on Zoom. What I love is how even being within a COVID-19 atmosphere, having online learning is that it didn't stop you. It didn't stop Virginia Peninsula Community College from, yeah, from still working to get people involved, still making events and still making things happen. Yeah, that was like, I mean, I don't know what other schools were doing because I never tried to check for them. 
And I never thought to check for them because I was so busy having fun at mines, you know, remotely. It just, the the sense of community, I can just, it was just there. And it still is there. So that's what made it so fun. So I had like one class that was online and I had a professor and she did her everything she could. Like we had fun in our class, you know, we, we, we did the best of what we had and it showed. We made it through. <laughs> we made it through. So did you have a mixture of both synchronous and asynchronous classes during that time? Yes. I only had one class that had a meeting. Um, the rest were just, you know, but um, yeah. And so out of curiosity for your learning style, which, you know, which format did you prefer? Like the synchronous with the meetings or asynchronous on your own? I prefer so synchronous because I like to so they both have their pros and cons um for me I would say my forgot I have more than one synchronous my synchronous I prefer that better because you can meet with the instructor you meet with your peers if they have questions they asking the questions you might not even thought about it or maybe might not have bothered you one way or the other but now this question is asking you like oh that is something good to know whereas when you're asynchronous it's just you in the internet and whatever you put out there it's got to be in a written format so you're waiting for another response you really don't know what you're getting so for discussion boards, for example, the assignment can be, as you know, you know, because we're both students, right? The assignment, oh, discussion board, um, this is a question. Uh, make sure you respond to my question and put uh, two responses down to your classmates. Now, that's a, a way that instructors are using to get people, you know, a little engagement amongst, you know, students and whatnot, which is cool. However, some people are going to do it just to get it done. <laughs> and then there are those who really feel you know what yeah yeah you don't know how the other person what they mean by it you can't see them you can't hear them so when you go responding to them and you put it you don't know if you're going to get a response back or not right because you're still trying to get the grade but you you know you mean what you say and you say what you mean so you're like okay but if you don't get anything you're like okay no response back all right cool that's the, for me, that was the con about being asynchronous versus synchronous. If there's a question and, you know, different people are answering the question, you kind of know who's, who wants to answer that question because they really care about it and they're going to chit chat back with you versus somebody that's going to be like, look, man, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to do too much. I'm trying to get in and get out. Got, you know, you, you, you can tell those things by body language, you know, and you don't have that when you're asynchronous. So... You don't know. You might be commenting on somebody's stuff every time, and they might be like, why they keep commenting me? But they can't say that. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, but that's such great points. Yeah, to make an out of curiosity, have you made any like meaningful connections through asynchronous discussion boards by any chance? I wouldn't say that they're not meaningful, but I wouldn't say that they are. Um, I just know when I would see my peers out and about, like in the public, that we would notice one another um, because of the photos. Well, you know, we have photos. So th that's it. But you don't get a chance to actually really like 
well, at least I didn't, you know, hey, that's my friend. You know, I know this person. Nope. You know, there was one person that I got a chance to actually meet and talk with. um, And she's pretty cool. Um, She's uh, pretty cool. We actually met, we had class together, a lot of classes. We had the state major. And every time she would make a post, she, uh, whenever we had an assignment, she would respond, right? And I'm like, dang, she's fast. Like, what is she doing? Waiting around for the professor to post and she coming really quick to get it out. How's she doing that? And it was kind of funny because I began looking like a week ahead. So I'm doing it too. And I would always catch up with her. And for the first time, we were at a meeting together on Zoom. And that meeting was of, uh, for the renaming of the college. And that's when I got a chance. I was like, Oh, okay. And I put together the name from when I seen the discussion and then putting it together when I see it by her name played and we're on this meeting. I'm like, hey, we got class together. And she's like, yeah, I see the name too. So that was pretty cool. And later on, I found out that she was a president of another organization. And then, yeah. Yeah. That is really cool, though, that you were able to make that connection and, and have it meaningful, even if it's not necessarily like you know like close friends per se but at least someone that like yeah it's like oh i recognize you from this class Mm -hmm. and we were in this together and sort of uh, oh you know your own sort of unique spin to that experience yeah yep yeah and so i know that you got pretty involved during your time at virginia peninsula to include but not limited to you you know you know getting it pretty far with um with the student government there. Yeah. Um, student government, it became like, hmm. So when I joined student government, then now I would say I had a blast. I tell you straight up, I had a blast. I enjoyed my time um, with that student government organization and I wouldn't change anything. Wouldn't change anything. Um, I learned a lot about myself, people, and coming back from virtual to reality, it was like a, it was like being here, but then it was like, okay, like shape shifting, I guess. I don't know the, the way to, let me see. It was just, it was just, I would say it was helpful, it was beneficial, student government, because I was able to learn people with the new world and technology and way of doing things. And I did it with SGA. I like the way that you, you know, that you phrase that in particular. I mean, it really comes to show sort of like the way that you work to ensure that, you know, the community is still a part, a part of it, but that, you know, but that you're also realizing that, this is sort of a new world. This is like, you know, the next evolution of it and mm-hmm. that you want to help lead that change. Yeah, because what worked yesterday won't work today. And that's what the realization was because SGA having it during that virtual time, I mean, even running for SGA uh, during COVID was like, how do you get people to support you? And most of them don't know you because you're not on campus, right? <laughs> so to be able to run for SGA and then you win it and then you win it by a landslide I mean that was that was cool that was hot 
that was hot. <laughs> and people trust you with that leadership. That was hot. That is really cool. And so out of curiosity for you running for, you know, for SGA president during the time that everyone was doing online learning in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I believe 2021, that's when that was. Correct. If I remember correctly. Yeah. So how was that for you, like trying to campaign and get your, you know, your voice heard for people to even, you know, vote for you in the first place? Hmm. It wasn't hard. Um, it wasn't hard. And it really was just, you know, it was like a coin toss. Either you're going to get it or you're not. Um, because again, you don't have those people in person. There is no bake sale and hey, I'll give you cookies if you vote for me, or I'll change that and I'll change that. There is none of that. No one's going to hear you out. So what are you going to say or do to where people will read, you know, and go, hmm, okay, I might get involved because down that now that's your only method of communication. You know, you slide in someone's messages, you know, on Canvas and say, hey, this is who I am or, you know, what have you. It's like, hey, who is this person that just reached out to me? You know, what do they want? Why should I vote for you? What are you going to do for me? And um, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it wasn't hard. I didn't, I didn't do my campaign and stuff. I, I don't think I really campaigned probably longer than 20 minutes. Tops. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 20 minutes tops you know yeah. I've heard of short campaigns before but I've never heard of that short <laughs> it was 20 minutes tops I, I kid you not 20 minutes tops um, I didn't want to spend too much time on it but I didn't want to not spend enough so what I did was I just gave them the reality hey this is me this is what I come with this is my ideas I hope you guys support them um, you know, if not, and you choose somebody else, that's fine too. But, you know, making sure they know, like, you know, I'm not going to force you or beg for the votes, you know, but I do care, but this is, this is what I have right now, you know? So that was that. And many of the people who voted for me, they'd never seen me before. Um, some might not have ever been on a zoom with me before or any type of conference call ever. So, yeah, I think I was more nervous of the people. <laughs> yeah. but to do that and then still win in a landslide that really shows how much like the community and well the community of the college really like worked to support you and yeah and your work for the sga and so so yeah so that's pretty impressive so yeah congrats with that i mean that that's just so cool that you were able to do then have that opportunity to be entrusted with those responsibilities. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I think it, as that's why I said, that's where the blessing coming at. You know, I was blessed. I'm 20 minutes tops. I mean, God did that. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that is so cool. And so out of curiosity, what was your, you know, your major and your specific focus within your community college studies? My original and intended major with the college was Administration of Justice, Applied uh, applied Science degree, and it's associate, of course. And then along the way, I also 
found out about the Administration of Justice Certificate and the Foundations of Criminal Justice Certificate. So I just grabbed them all. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. You're really collecting them all. <laughs> I was trying. I was like, you know what? If I'm taking all the classes for this, okay. And when you look at the catalog, and that's what I learned. I learned that. So when you look at the catalog, and it tells you with the AAS degree, but if you go underneath it, it shows you two certificates. And I'm like, hmm, okay. And then it shows you paralegal. And I'm like, a lot of these classes are interchangeable. What's next? Okay, that's interesting. Well, I'm going to focus on the degree, and then along the degree, I'll pick up the two certificates in the, on the way. And then I was reminded by one of my professors, uh, uh, David Kofi. He's the uh, adjunct professor, and I want to say he's the chair, the department chair. He was reminding the class, like he sent out an email to everyone and was like, hey, you know, we offer this now and we offer this now, so make sure you apply for this at graduation because you can earn these as well because you basically the same classes. So that's what I did. Well, I'm glad that you all had great professors that looked out for you all and your best interests. Yep. Absolutely. That's what made yeah. it cool because it wasn't just, you know, okay, staff and faculty, they're coming to work, they want this paycheck, and they're going home. They could have did that easily. Nah, they care. I say, I, I, I mean, I, I know 100% everyone probably doesn't, but the vast majority, they care. They care. Well, I'm so... Well, I'm so glad to you know to hear that and that it was able to be a great yeah experience for you. And so, so would you? What had you originally? So overall, when you were in your time of community college, what was your original hope for by the time that you would have completed it? And did that shift by the time you actually finished your degree? No, because I was there for that. That was the main purpose of being there. I never lost track of that. Never lost track of it. I did other stuff along the way, sure, but never forgetting the main reason. I love that that you were very focused on your vision, and even though that you were involved in a little bit of everything, <laughs> I think that there would be enough time on this podcast for us to mention everything that you were involved in during your time of Virginia Peninsula. But at, but at least that you maintained your goal your vision and your overall mission to you know for why why you decided to come back to, well come to college yeah without a question i probably missed it oh no 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 it was just more so a statement <laughs> yeah i mean it it was a uh, it was fun like it was enjoyable i don't know maybe like you know how you're in elementary, which you're learning the foundations. And that's how I look at it. I look at community college like the foundations of school again. So, well, depending on what you're going for. So it's essentially like community college is like elementary. So you're relearning all the foundations because what you did in grade school, K-12, through is not exactly the same as college. And then once you get the basis of what you need and you've got it all figured out, then you can move on to, you know, your transfer to university or college, right? And that is sort of like the middle school. 
for me. And then it's like, okay, so right now I'm looking at it like, oh, I'm in middle school again. You know, so now it's like, okay, hmm, it's the same, but not quite the same, right? There's no nap time, anything. You know, it's like you study growing. And then once I've completed my time here at Old Dominion, I'll be going to law school. So that will be, you know, exactly right. I'm excited for that. That'll be essentially my high school, that law degree. And after that, that's like the main thing of obtaining, you know, earning and obtaining my law degree. Should I choose to go and get a PhD um, of some sort or, you know, a a master's, you know, on top of that? Because some people do. That would be me again going back to elementary school and doing it, you know, again for the third time around. Well, that is so great that, you know, that you're just setting high aspirations for yourself to continue on with your education and your studies. And I like how overall you are doing this to help the community to, you know, to help engage in whichever manner you want. And so out of curiosity, like, how's the progression going for you working to, yeah, hopefully after this, go into law school? So as far as the progression, so I did... I did an internship that was pretty cool with the General Assembly. And from there, I learned and I got connected with like different grassroots organizations and programs. And one of which was the HRBC, which is the Hampton Roads Black Caucus. So from there, which I'm there now, um, it's pretty cool. So as far as how does it tie into my like future? So basically, hmm. The way that it's all put together, when it comes to like me being a judge, judges are selected by um, delegates, senators, you know, governors, depending on what level it is, or if like if it's federal, then it goes up, right? So I my goal is to become another U.S. justice, right, and the chief at that. So that'll be someone selected by the president. Um, with the HRBC, which is one of my outside community organizations that I'm with, the others, they all tie into the community. And I love community. And I'm glad you mentioned that because it means a lot. A lot of times when people serve, they forget that they decided to serve. They forget that there's the ones that's serving the community. And that if they're not upholding the standards and making things better for the community, that community will no longer support you. Um, because it's not making sense. And oftentimes people, they don't acknowledge that when it comes to leadership, leadership is not who you are and people looking, it's who you are overall as a character, as like that's who you are, not who you just decide to be. And some people will say leadership cannot be taught. Anything can be taught if the person wants to learn it. So the HRBC is an organization, which is one of my favorites. I have, I think they're all my favorite, but it's one of my favorites um, because it it's a system created to verify and understand how leadership works. So for those who may be interested in running for a city council, um, school board, delegates, senators, you know, anything state level and just below, understanding and learning how to question, verify, and protect the community. 
So, for instance, they have like school board elections that recently happened, or I'll use city council that happened. Um, we had some city council that just happened this past November. So people ran to be in those seats. Okay, cool. Well, it's more than saying, hey, you know what? I'm supported by, you know, the HRBC. What are you doing for the community? Because the HRBC is the community and we represent the community. So instead of having, let's say you have two people, person A and person B, who says, oh, well, I want to run for this, this position. I'm going to be a great person and I'm going to do this and this. Okay, well, what have you done so far? Uh, uh. What have you done so far? How will you handle these situations? We can give questions. We can give scenarios. We can actually just take the time out to meet these candidates and find out where they're really coming from. When they get in this seat, are they really going to help the people? Are they going to make or, you know, laws and different or ordinance, city ordinances that are going to be beneficial for the citizens? Or are they going to just do what someone else is telling them in their ear? Do you care or do you not mm -hmm. care? Because those are the things we need, right? Oftentimes, Everyone, when we get paid, taxes are coming out typically. Those tax, those tax dollars are paying the salaries and different things for these elected officials. But are they doing the job? So the HRBC is basically a group of people. We sit them down and figure out what they are. And then each member that's you know part of the HRBC, we get one vote apiece. Either they will be supported and endorsed or they will not. And they'll go against whomever, you know, to find out if it is, even if it's, you know, one person and they might not be running against anybody. We still time to sit down and ask, are you worthy of it? You know, and then not just saying, you know, oh, you're an incumbent, so you're automatically going to be chosen. No, you're not, because if you're an incumbent, what have you done for the community? Just because you've been there don't mean you did the job right when you were there. So um, that is my project. It's my baby. Um, and I work with um, the board members to make sure that it's growing and people understand it. And we are not just picking people just because, but we're picking them with the understanding that they are aware that they're there to help. They're there to, you know, further create an understanding of what it is the citizens need and do not need. Everybody doesn't always have time to go and check into a board meeting, um, you know, but when we're at school, we're at work, we're taking care of families, you know, whatever it is, the person who decided they wanted to run is able to make these decisions for us. Well, we don't have to always be there, but, you know, it's our responsibility to tap in, but knowing that they're, they're making the best decision, regardless of their political affiliation, they're doing it because they know right from wrong. So... Yeah, that makes 100% sense. And I like how you described it as, you know, that it's one thing to run on, you know, run for a position, run on a certain platform or whatever, but it's another thing to actually make words into action and to actually make sure that you're serving the community, not the, not necessarily like the party or whatever the case may mm -hmm. be, but to serve the community that, yeah, that put them there and make sure that they are indeed making a difference and and yeah because it's not just like a passive oh yeah well we put you in the first time like no you have to continuously work hard to make sure you're doing the job of the people absolutely and oftentimes people forget that they work for the community so they don't do the job anymore or they're not doing the job um or you know 
they, you know, then there's those who are doing the job. And maybe it's time that those who are doing the job need to be acknowledged so that if they, you know, end up with someone who wants to run against them, hey, you know what, this person has been doing everything that, you know, they should have been doing. Maybe this is who you might want to stick with. But, you know, again, that person has the opportunity and a platform to get that information out. Then they have to provide facts. You can't just tell us anything because somebody out the group is going to go back, do the homework, (laughs) pull up the research, and they're going to present the facts. So it has to be accurate. Um, This past November, we had two people, um, and it was a big one. It was the current... um, I'm sorry. It was the current uh, congressman, which is uh, Congressman Scott. And then there was the um, other guy. His name was Ted Namcom. Terry Namcom. Terry Namcom and Bobby Scott, they had a, um, a sit down. And basically, even though they're federal, we don't do federal. So what we do is we, we allow them like they're allowed to like sit there and explain like, hey, you know what? This is what I'm into. This is what I've been doing, and this is what I'm doing. So like, Bobby Scott, Congressman, he went ahead and he, you know, he basically said, hey, this is who I am. This is what I've been doing. Um, this is what I've gotten done in my time in office, and this is what I'm working on this year. Like he laid it out. Like this is what he's going to be doing. And then there was um, Terry Namcom who came in and said, hey. I've never been a congressman before, and these are my goals. This is what I plan on doing. This is how I'm going to do things, and this is what I'm going to do when it comes to that. They both had great points. One was, you know, more fluent and familiar with one area, and another, you know, so it was like they had their pick-and-pull moment, right? So when it came down to the election, we didn't do a vote for that because that's federal. So we kind of like stay out of federal business. Um, (laughs) You know, so we don't hold anything for that. We don't endorse anyone federally, if that makes sense. Um, But when they had the actual election, then the votes came out that, you know, they were going to, hey, you know what, support and everyone's going to be supporting Bobby Scott according to the election results. And Terry Namcom, no, maybe this is not your time. You know, so that's, you know, how it came out. Yeah. I like how with this that, you know, that you all work to provide insight to, you know, to voters and to just give them some information and some insight into potential candidates. Not necessarily to, like, push anyone one way or the other, but just to provide, you know, insight, help out, and, you know, overall work to serve the community. And so... Mm-hmm. I actually did have a question um, for you. So, so we spoke a bit earlier about, you know, your role that you had as, yeah, um, student government president at Virginia Peninsula. And, and I believe you mentioned that your overall um, aspiration um, as a whole for your long-term goal is, if I heard you correctly, is to be chief justice. Yes. Wow. First of all, can Wow, that's impressive. And so, and so I guess in between there, so I know that, you know, you had just like a year ago, obviously been in a student government role is do you plan to continue within doing student government stuff like now that you're at Old Dominion? Yes. So currently, I am actually one of the senators here at Old Dominion. Yeah. I just couldn't stay away. Right. <laughs> and it's, um, it's pretty cool. So far, so good. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that yeah that you can cont- that you're continuing your leadership route, and I'm sure that you're probably going to be a part of the student governments for 
for as you mentioned that how you want to go to law school then you know then for your master's program and yeah as you keep going on and progressing over time yep absolutely yeah and even though of course you know um we could probably speak you know speak for um for such an extensive time i know that we don't have you know, all too much time available but i did at least want to ask so what are your hopes and plans for right now anyway to continue working to serve the community in between your you know in between right now working towards your bachelor's degree and aspiring to be chief justice in the future so right now um i would say that my because it can change at any time but right now i am focused on my radio show so i have a radio show with odu it's called the corner um so you can hear it on wodu radio and then the HRBC, making sure that people understand that. And then I also have something new coming with the Urban League. Um, they're opening a chapter here, and I'll be the vice president of the chapter here at ODU. So I have those three things that I'm cooking up. And I will say, actually, overall, I know that I'll take, because um, I'm also with the NAACP here at, at ODU, um a, a lot of stuff same thing um <laughs> just going i'm um, just putting things together and making sure that the community understands how things work what's going on um should there be resources that are you know required or needed this is where to go this is how to obtain them um you know to be able to work towards independence you know and not necessarily you know need to go through feeling like you need a sort of system and that you have to be on it, but being able to utilize different programs that come from it, because ultimately we're paying for it with our tax dollars. So when people need help, they should be able to know where to go. So that's, you know, a few things that I'm working on, just mingling everything together, merging it together. Well, I certainly wish you all the best towards all of your aspirations and, yeah, hopefully one day we get to call you Chief Justice Jerry. Absolutely. Thank you for your kind words. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I know that we have been trying to do this for a while, so I'm just so glad that we finally had a time to, yeah, I mean, to sit down and just chat. I mean, it's been such an honor. Thank you. Thank you for having me again, and I appreciate you working with my schedule a lot. Like, I really appreciate it, Brandon. It's You're awesome. Thank you so much. And yeah, likewise, I mean, yeah, I appreciate all the support that you give me. And I hope that all you watching or listening definitely go support everything that Z's working on and yeah, and check out all the great work that she's doing. And speaking of which, I didn't, um, I actually wasn't fully aware of your radio show. So for anyone who's looking to tune in, um, where where can we best find your show and at what time does it air? Okay, so um, there's an app, a WODU radio app. So once you download the app on Mondays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And um, the fun thing about the radio show, and I know you'll call in one day and I'll catch it. Um, I'll make sure I put everyone on hold just for you, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> it's just another place of it's like a hub of information. So. Um, Mondays, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., um, two hours. We're listening to some fun songs. We're just, like, getting information out there about things that's happening within the Hampton Roads because I know all of us don't just attend ODU. Um, 
and live on campus. You know, as you, myself, I'm an off-campus student. I live across the water. So being able to know what's going on and get the information and passing information and sharing it, I personally uh, agree with the, you know, the more you know, the more you grow. So that's even why I did the radio show, to be able to get all the information from the different clubs and programs, put it all together, put it out there. So you can actually, it'll be some fun games and stuff, calling up there and answering questions, winning some tickets for different things. So yeah, engagement. Well, that is so cool. And for anyone who is looking to potentially follow you in line or stay connected with your story or maybe even reach out to you, what is the best way for them to do so? Email. You can email. Or, um, yeah, email. Email, yeah. Or TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that is awesome. So what is your your email account and TikTok for those who may want to reach out to you and hear a little bit more of your story. Um, so my email is honorable Z H O N O R A it will honorable and then Z Z E E at gmail.com. And my TikTok because I, and you're probably like, why don't you know it? Give me one second. Cause I'm there and then I'm not there. You love cherry with a U and then love L O V E cherry C H E R R Y. All right, perfect. And last but not least, as we close out this episode, I want to pass the floor over to you if you have any inspirational thoughts, quotes, or anything that you would like to share for those who are watching or listening. I will pass the floor over to you. Oh, oh I mean, I just, any quotes. So I will say that there's just one thing that I um, picked up from Zara Neil Hurston. Um, Because I really love like the Harlem Renaissance era of history. I would say, you know, sometimes I feel discriminated against, but it does not make me angry. It merely astonishes me how anyone can deny themselves the pleasure of my company. It's beyond me. So that's it. I love that. Thank you so much, Z, for being on. It's such a pleasure. And yeah, keep me in touch with everything that you're going to do now and in the future. Absolutely. I will. Thanks for having me, Brandon. Of course, for those of you watching or listening, thank you all so much as always. And I hope that you all continue supporting Z's story. But until next time, have a wonderful day, everyone. And let's make things happen. I'll see you later. Take care. And that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Tansen Talk Show. A big thank you goes out to our sponsor, Descript, for sponsoring this episode. If you're interested in checking out transcription tools, be sure to find our affiliate link for Descript in the description of this episode. Also, if you'd like to check out any of our official merchandise, go ahead and find us at merch.tansenmedia.com. Of course, be sure to subscribe to the Tansen Talk Show on YouTube or anywhere you can find podcasts. Until next time, this has been Brandon, and I'll see y'all later. Take care.